cord try to try to attack me. Welcome to JK Games, a gaming podcast where we bring you the gaming news we care about. And maybe some that we don't. And whether you play on easy mode or you like a good challenge, this is a show where we'll try to level up your gaming knowledge. Your knowledge. You sounded in pain that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Because I am uh, pretty tired. Not in physical pain, but mentally, I'm pained. Um, <laughs> we have a very special episode <laughs> happening yes, today. Above and Kayla, what, what episode are we on? Well, whether this is your first time or your 76th time, I cannot believe this is our 76th episode. This is wild. It's insane. And <laughs> we have none other than Josh hanging out with us today. If you're watching live, he's up here. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> Nintendo expert is in the it's his been a house. While. Welcome, Josh. Thank you. It's been a while. Since, um, uh, yeah. well, I think you're saying July 2020. Yeah. Yeah, it was July of 2020. Uh, what did we cover? I forget what we covered. <laughs> we talked um, about some Super Nintendo stuff. and. Oh, yeah. I think there was a bunch of... That was when I think the, a lot of the Mario announcements happened, Oh, yeah. There was some hack stuff, some leaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff as well. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give you our loadout. And you know what I'm not going to forget got- this time? I'm not going to forget to give you our uh, where you can contact us at because I, <laughs> for some reason, um, if you're listening on uh, a podcasting platform, hello, hi, we are currently live on Twitch where you can watch us live on usually Thursdays is when we're going to be doing it. Um, and it's JK Games Cast is where you can find us. Um, but if you don't know where else to find us, I'm sorry because the past couple episodes I forgot. Uh, yeah, so that happens. <laughs> Um, so (laughs) our Instagram and our Twitter is at JK games podcast. If you want to follow us over on there, that's typically where we like announce things. We say when we're going to go live, who's going to be joining us, all that jazz. And then again, our Twitch is at JK games cast. If you're watching, hello. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to email us at JK games podcast at gmail.com. Um, and that is it for our, oh yeah. uh, And don't forget to please leave us a review. It helps us oh, out. Yeah. It's actually a, a great thing to help out this little old podcast uh, platform thingy, what we do here. Yeah. So, and we introduced... Um, whether it's... It could be one letter, <laughs> as long as it's five stars, please. Uh, and we introduced Josh, but we didn't introduce ourselves. So if this is your first time listening, I'm Kayla. I'm one of your hosts. Oh, yeah, that part. Uh, I'm Jerrica, your other host. And uh, above us is Josh. Yes. And I'm there a he is. guest host. Guest, guest, yes. star, guest star, not a host. A guest, guest star. star. Wow. I love that. Yes, you are. You uh. are a treasure <laughs> in the video game landscape. You truly are. And I'm so excited to have you back on. It sounds like when you say treasure, he's like this old like relic. Like <laughs> He is. <laughs> well, not I like in, in terms in of being video old. Game, and- uh, industry terms, you know, I guess so. That's <laughs> yeah. A, I agree. It's a young industry. Um, Um, And yeah, so if you're new to our episodes, uh, we do easy mode, we do normal mode, and we do expert mode here at JK Games. And our easy mode is just where we're going to talk about what we've been playing lately, what we've been doing, if we've been watching anything fun, um, and we'll all three talk about what we've been doing there. Um, And then we'll move into normal mode where we talk about some news. we got some exciting news, Jerrica, Josh. We have our Last of Us official uh, show castings. Not everyone, but we have a couple to talk about. That are pretty big news. Um, and then Jerrica was also telling me about something that looks really interesting. Uh, Epic Games announced their new MetaHuman creator, which looks really mm-hmm. dope. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. 
And then our expert mode is actually going to be another console chatter episode, which is why we have Josh here to talk about the N64. I'm really excited to hear about that. I actually never played the N64 crazy enough. Um, I, I'm sure I played it like a couple times at a friend's house, but I never owned it. So I don't have much experience with it. Um, so I would love to hear y'all's commentary on that. And that is what our episode's going to look like today. So we can just jump right in, folks. Who y'all? Let's do this. Oh, uh, we have Katronica said, not that I don't like the other Joshes out there, but this is the Josh I was hoping for. <laughs> hey, nice. <laughs> I love uh, that. And then uh, she also said, Josh, what's the T on Nintendo? So I don't know. What I got all the tea right here. To. Oh, snap. What kind of tea are you drinking, Josh? Yeah, give us a review. This is um, this is an aged, uh, it's called Pu'er tea. It's, it's like a fermented tea out of china um so wow. they you know there's like fungus or bacteria or whatever it grows and ferments it and oh. it's supposed to make it healthy or whatever i just it's got a really smooth flavor you can't really over brew it um it's really relaxing it like. gives you a lot of energy too though hmm. yeah josh is also uh really knowledgeable about tea as well um but yeah so let's go ahead and jump into our easy mode josh you're our guest so tell us what you've been playing this week or lately in general well um, since July, I, pr- I could probably count on one hand the kind of stuff that I've played just because, <laughs> as I mentioned at the end of the previous episode I was on, I am kind of started, you know, making a game, uh, yeah. which is quite a process. Um, honestly, the pandemic and stuff, it's been very slow going, but yeah, understandable. Um, I've had some progress on that recently. So um been able to kind of prioritize things a little better and I have played a few things. So um, uh, within the last two weeks, uh, when the Medium came out, I actually, Ooh, yeah. you know, I, I I don't have an Xbox One, but I do have Game Pass on PC. So it was on there. I downloaded it. Just I was like, let me just try this out. I ended up playing all the way through and beating it, which is pretty rare for me these days. Wow. Um, and if you don't know what the Medium is, it's... Um, it's kind of um, one of the latest horror games mm-hmm. by the people who did the recent um, Blair Witch Project game. Um, and it's kind of their own story and characters, though. And it deals with... A, I didn't really expect it to go in some of the places it went. Um, basically, you're this medium, so she can see into the other, like, the ghost world. Um, and uh, if you watch the trailer, you kind of get a sense for it. They have this interesting gameplay mechanic where you kind of can play in the real world and the spirit world like at one time because she kind of can see both things at the same time. So there's some interesting puzzle mechanics. Overall, it's like not really that hard. The puzzles aren't really that hard or anything. It's not like Resident Evil. But um, I think, you know, even if you look at the scores, it it didn't really score that well. But it's one of those examples of like, you just got to try it and see if you like it. Because I actually thought it was like really, really good. Uh, The scores are like 65 to 70 out of 100. I, I thought it was like an eight, eight, sorry, 80 or 85, you know, um, <laughs> it, um, it deals just with a lot of, it ca- kind of caught me off guard. Some of the subject matter is very heavy. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of things about trauma, um, a lot of things about abuse, uh, it, and so it just kind of like takes some of those parent, like paranormal tropes, but kind of ties it into some grounded kind of real world issues and stuff. Huh. Um, and yeah, it was definitely, you know, I think it'd be interesting. They kind of set it up to maybe see if they could do another one. And I think two days ago they said they turned a profit on it already. So 
that's actually good news considering, you know, it kind of scored mediocre, but they've already made their money back. So hopefully we'll maybe see a continuation, maybe get a little more money on it. I liked it a lot, though. That's awesome. I saw Jerrica actually sent me the trailer and I was sad that I don't have anything I can really play it on um, because I don't have Games Pass and I don't have an Xbox yet. Um, so, but yeah, it looks r- super interesting. Like it would be right up my alley. About how long was the game? Do you know? Oh, that's another good was? thing. Why, which is why I was able to beat it. It was only about eight hours. So, uh, oh, wow, really, yeah. you know, two or three awesome. like night long night sessions or something. You know, a couple hours here and yeah. there. You you kind of see the whole thing. It's and so it doesn't feel like it's mm-hmm. wasting your time ever. It feels like mm-hmm. you're constantly moving forward and progressing and getting interesting story and and you're not like just wasting like ten hours just walking around or whatever. Um, I, I thought it was good. I liked it. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to try it so bad. I just got to get to it. Yeah, it's a short I'm one. Running it. You know, I know, like I know how it is. You're juggling multiple games, but yeah, you know, it yeah. might it might be one of those things. It's only eight <laughs> hours. You could just play it in between things, or you know, like had two hours here, two hours there. That's awesome. Is that all you wanted to talk about, or do you have anything else? You the to only mention? other thing I've been playing, which is funny, I kind of I uh, you know. I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy 14, which is the, mm-hmm. you know, the Final Fantasy online MMO. Um, I had played it when it came out originally both times, you know, then it, it went down and then came back out and I had kind of stopped playing um, for the last couple of years, actually. So I'm way behind. I missed last year's expansion and then they just announced this year's expansion last week. And so I was like, you know what? I have friends in Hawaii where I'm from. They still play. I was like, I'm going to, kind of jump back in see what's going on so when i've had time i've i've been kind of playing with some of my hawaii friends we're on a, like a five hour time difference so it's kind of weird um and that's just been kind of nice catching up with friends and Aww. kind of exploring that world again uh really good game still after all these years um i'm just trying to get kind of caught up um for the expansion the good thing about playing something like that two years later is they've made everything easier you know you know if you played in the moment it's like you know, grind or it's like kind of hard, but now it's like, since this is two year old content that I'm on, they made it like super easy. So like I'll go like level up, level up, level up. So that's good. It's more time efficient. That's usually like what's, uh, kind of like, uh, daunting to me is like, is that process, which is why I'm not like, so taking forever to get back to destiny Two, I still want to. Yeah. That's Um, the problem with that too. I, I, I've also installed it multiple times again, for Destiny 2, and then I'll, I'll like turn it on and be like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Jerick is on I the grind. Scared. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> I know, all I have for that. It's tough. Okay. Um, I already feel guilty because the new season started um, with Destiny, and I'm already behind. Aww. And it was, it's only been a few days, so... Uh, Don't feel bad. Yeah. Um, we did have... I do. I want to play, Kayla. I want to raid. I want to be the highest light level I can be, okay? She wants to... Call our way to the top. I understand. Yes. <laughs> uh, Katronica said on Twitch, Josh, I know some people were frustrated you couldn't interact with objects while the character was speaking in medium. Did you see that as a problem? Um, I play those kind of games weird, especially... So the voice acting was really good, actually. That's mm-hmm. another thing that kept me going is the actors and the voice acting were actually like very high quality and very good, and the story was interesting. And so sometimes... Um, I would like do something and then I think you're meant to like keep walking while they're talking or, you know, whatever, but I would just like stop and wait till the lines are done, you know? Okay. So I think, 
I probably didn't notice because um, I was playing it so slow in, in from a story point of view. I would just wait till like the lines would be done and then I'd be like, oh, now I got to walk over there. And then I'd be like, ah, I probably could have just kept walking because I'd be scared that <laughs> something would happen and like interrupt the dialogue, yeah. you know? I'm the same so, way. That's how I play those. Yeah. So I just kind of would like when something would happen like that, I would just wait till like the dialogue would play out. I mean, there were some clunky bits, like some of the controls a little bit weird and and some some of the interacting like just interacting with stuff in general was a little bit strange mm-hmm. um but overall uh you know it, it's mostly just a good story like the, the gameplay itself yeah there's no not even really like shooting or combat really so that's that would be fine with me um jerica do you want to talk about what you've been playing Yes, I actually can talk about not only what I've been playing, but what I have beaten. Ooh, I think I know where actually, this is going. Uh, actually, got to um, finally beat, and this goes back to what Josh was saying about the eight-hour experience he had with the medium, which is really attractive to me right now because smaller games, I f- I'm finding myself liking that experience more and more and more uh, lengthwise, I right? Agree. And and I finally beat uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, and it was so freaking good. Like, I am so sad I didn't get back to that sooner, but I was sort of, like, going back and forth and playing, like, a couple hours, an hour, like, at a time, and I finally just sat down and, like, started um, diving into the story, but also, like, I am going to try to get the platinum for this game. Because it's really all about collecting things and some combos here and there. Like one of the trophies was to get a hundred times combo. I finally did <laughs> That's that. That's a large combo. <laughs> it, it was it was very time consuming, but I finally did yeah. it. And um, but after I got some of those harder trophies out of the way, I'm like, okay, let me collect because I know I know from Spider Man that the trophy list, which I still haven't got the platinum for regular Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of collecting, but this is a smaller scale game. Like it honestly probably was like an eight to 10 hour experience. Maybe I, don't I think even it's, know if it was, if it was I, that's right. Yeah. I don't even know if it was that long, uh, but it felt longer because I was just exploring New York and collecting all the things for the trophy list. Um, but I love his abilities in this game. Like him having the venom or like the electricity is so fun. And once you sort of met, it takes a little bit of mastering, for all the different combinations of attacks, um, I, I, I found myself looking at the the list of attacks multiple times so I could remember like what I needed to do. But the game does a good job of like teaching you those things because like with each challenge or um, you have these little challenges you do um, with a holographic Spider Man, he's like there to help Miles like do these challenges like virtually, um, and it sort of forces you to like use different mechanics and moves and with any kind of crime. Um, that's happening around New York here. You, there's always like, you could do this and just punch your way through. But like, if you do five jump kicks or use this venom toss 10 times, you get extra tokens to use to upgrade suits and stuff. So I'm always like, let me get those check marks. I want to do those extra things. So it does a good job of, like teaching you how to like branch out from your, if you get, I'm very bad at like getting stuck in one way of playing. And that, that actually works really well with me, like, branching out and playing different ways. Um, but that game is so much fun. Um, like I said, I did a lot of collecting, so it took me a while to, like, get through the main story. But once I did, and no spoilers here, but, like, Spider-Man, the, 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 the first game, um, made me cry. I didn't expect to cry in a Spider-Man game. And, oh, my God, I 
was just crying in this game. Like I was just sniffling. It's like, oh my god, it's so sad. But it's not sad. But it's just like Emotional. I love Miles Morales. I love Miles Morales so much in this game. Like his character is awesome. Um, so you cried on both of them. Both games, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. And I didn't really expect. And I don't really cry a lot in games. Like unless it's you know just it was just I just got really attached to the characters. Mm-hmm. So the writing was really good. Um, but like, I love Miles so much. Like, I want another Miles game. Like, I hope they incorporate him into the next Spider-Man game that they have. Um, they, they, they have to at this point, but like his story is so good and, uh, the music's amazing. Yeah. You're flying around New York and like New York is so like, it's so their version of New York is so close to the actual thing. Like it's, it's wild. Um, and like, I'm, I'm really missing New York. I want to go, I want to take another trip so bad because just of this game, this game's like reminding me of locations I really <laughs> want to visit. It's so pretty. And like, there's snow in this game because it's, uh, around Christmas time and there's a lot of difference. Like sometimes you'll be playing a mission and it's like nighttime. So the cityscape's really cool at night. You may be playing and it's daytime or it's about to be sunset and it's just really, um, incredible to see the the dynamic change there with different missions it's it's such a beautiful it's one of the best looking games on playstation 5 right now of course from insomniac i cannot wait for ratchet and clank because this game looks insane so i can't wait to see what that looks like awesome we just got a date for that today didn't we yeah hot off the press oh yeah i didn't know that i'm glad that you guys told me that what's the date do you know (laughs) off the top Um, of your head so ratchet and clank ripped apart will come out uh on june 11th Okay, awesome. Got announced today. Perfect summer game, off. honestly. <laughs> yeah. I hope you get some, some points for that, Jerrica. Mm-hmm. Me too. Not too Me many, too. though. I don't want you to get too many. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we talked about the Fantasy League on oh, yeah. here. Yeah, Josh is a, we'll a participant. what happens, yep. Who's the founder? Are you the founder? I guess. I mean, we all, like, a bunch of us, start- Jericho was there day one, I think, too. I, okay. I happened to set it up, but it was just a bunch of us saying, like, oh, let's do this. Oh, I just had a random thought and it was totally, I forgot, but I did, I did want to mention it about Spider-Man, but yes, we can get back to, uh, Ratchet and Clank is going to get me a lot of points. It's probably going to help me win the whole thing. Okay. Just saying. Okay. Um, with Sp- uh, I forgot to mention a mission that was really freaking cool in Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales. And there was a whole dedicated, like there's a character and she uses sign language and, you, yes. you interact with her at the beginning of the game, but she there is a mission where you help her. And just seeing Miles use sign language and her using sign language, that was the first time I've ever seen that in a video game. I don't, I've never seen that before. And that also got me a little emotional. I was like, this is so freaking cool. Like, I, I hope there's more of that going forward because it really made the experience, like, memorable. Like, I'll never forget that mission. I'll never forget that. I which, think I read, I don't want to get the details wrong, but I think I, yeah. you know, there's an article or something about that, like, the, the development team talking about it because I think they had a you know they hired some consultants obviously and uh, maybe even one of their employees I'm not sure but um, they did like motion capture for it and all that oh so that's cool. awesome that was so cool that's the first time definitely the first time I've ever seen that in a video game I'm sure it may have been done before but I don't I've never seen it um, so I thought that was really cool I hadn't gotten to that part yet so I, I didn't know that that was in there so that's really cool I'm so glad just you... wait, sorry, slight spoiler. But... Oh, I mean, that's, you didn't spoil any of the story. Um, is that all you want to, did you want to talk about, did you have anything else you were playing that you want to talk about? I mean, I did start mm-hmm. the Destiny new season, but I haven't got in, in, 
in it enough to like give you my uh, opinions on it. I know there's a, a lot more to do. I am overwhelmed again. I'm always overwhelmed when something <laughs> new gets added to Destiny. Fair. They have made some updates to like some menus and stuff and like there's new challenges, which I'm always a fan of. Um, but yeah, the one thing I love, like I didn't, I'm, I, I guess I haven't played Destiny long enough. Like usually I pick it back up about the same time every beginning of every year. Mm-hmm. And I've put it down by, at the, usually at this point I've put it down for something else that's come out. But it's been sort of dry, so I'm still playing a lot of Destiny. Um, but they, you know, each season, similar to like Apex, they have seasons with new content and new stuff. But of course, I got the season pass. So like anytime I level up, like I get some rewards. So now I'm addicted to that. I did Thank that too on Apex. <laughs> oh, so uh, I do like, I love that. Like it's keeping me wanting to come back. So we'll see. I got to play some more of it to see uh, my final thoughts. But so far, I'm like, oh, this is enough. That's new awesome. stuff and i think it was only like five bucks for the season pass nothing crazy so that's awesome that's all i've been playing well what I've about been, you kayla yeah i've been playing i'm really excited to talk about um i'm late on the bandwagon but i've been playing control lately um for the first time it was free this month so if you is i is the PlayStation Plus free game is that yeah, right? Yeah, I believe yes. so. Um, so yeah. I highly recommend it. It's a great deal. Um, it looks great on the PS5. I know we talked about it. I think we talked about that it was one of the available games a couple weeks ago or last week. Um, but I downloaded it and finally fired it up. It's a fair. I believe I looked it up and the main storyline is fairly short as well. I think it's like the main storyline is like 15 hours or so, which is pretty yeah, attainable. Yeah, that sounds right. And it has some yeah. DLC that's supposed to be really good too. Oh, yeah, Jerick had told me about that. I haven't dived into that at all yet, but um, I love it. I think it's great. It's right up my alley. It's super weird, and I love that about it. Like, I have no idea what's going on at all, and I love that. <laughs> um, but it's it's very, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, very, like, um, like artsy. Like, it looks really good. Like, I love the... The, the sound quality is really good. Like the the voice acting is really good in my opinion. The faces look great. Like the way that they, they look really is do. awesome. Um, I mm-hmm. never played it on. It came out on PS4, right? It came out yes. a couple years ago, right? I think like 2018. I think so. It feels like it. I think it was, it was, it was game of the year, year 2019 for a lot of yeah. Uh, uh, you know, sites I believe. Um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying it. I'm probably like, I don't even know how many hours I'm in, but I sat down and played it like all day the other day. Um, and that's a big <laughs> deal for me because I usually get pretty easily distracted when it comes to playing like a main storyline. Um, even if it's a great storyline, I have a hard time paying attention sometimes. Um, so I played a good bit of it the other day and I'm really loving it. Um, I should be done fairly soon. I don't know. I don't know how long I've put in or like what percentage I'm done with. Um, the platinum list is... I believe when I checked it, it isn't too bad. Jerry, did you platinum control? No, because like... Or is it bad? (laughs) No, it's not bad. It's not. I'm just, you know, I talked about this last week. Like, I'm close and I was going to go and get the platinum. But like with the legendary edition, is that what... Or is that... That's Mass Effect, isn't it? Is this called the legendary edition? Uh, It's something edition. There was like drama about the edition. It's a special edition. It's a totally separate game. And, like, that's the updated version. If you have PlayStation 5, you get the updated um, frame rates and lighting quality, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But it's a different game. So, like, none of my save progress transfers over. So I'm having to replay the whole game. 
Um, I'll get I'll get the platinum eventually. It's not bad. It's not. It's totally doable. Well, then I might see if I can make that my first plat. You know, should do it. We'll see. You all right, we have a couple people in the chat saying hello, 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 everyone. Thanks for joining. Um, so I think that, so I've been playing that. What else have I been playing? I picked Animal Crossing back up just to like play in between stuff. And I've really been enjoying getting back into it. I haven't played <laughs> since any of the new updates. Um, so I'm rediscovering a lot of stuff I didn't even know I could do anymore. Like I didn't know we could swim. Didn't know we could do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm loving getting back into that. And that's just something to play like, I don't play a whole lot on my Switch, so it's something I've really been enjoying playing on my Switch. Um, along with, I've been um, trying to play more of uh, Stardew Valley on there as well. That's the kind of games I like to play on my Switch. And then, other than that, I'm trying to think. Um, Apex had a new season come out, and it's their anniversary uh, edition right now, I guess you could say. It's their second year anniversary, which is crazy, because I remember, it doesn't feel like that long ago. I played it very shortly after it came out. Um, but they're doing like some special event, uh, stuff. And I also purchased the season pass, which is called on there. It's called the battle pass as well. So that's what, that was funny when you said that Jericho, cause I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, so it was like 10 bucks, I think, but I like the perks it comes with. And I also like how with them specifically, it's not a situation where you're like paying pay to win kind of thing. You're essentially just paying for a flare, um, and for like just just some fun stuff like more like just skins and things like that um but yeah i've been really enjoying that no surprise to anyone um but that's really all i've been playing lately i'm trying to focus on control i have a couple of things on my backlog i want to get to but that's that's mainly what i've been playing right now so i think we can go ahead and move into the normal mode our news baby hold on let me see what people are saying jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a really chatty chat. I never know how to pronounce her username. Who? I don't want to butcher it. Uh, is it? T it's Tamra. T I hope she doesn't mind if I say her name. Talili. Talili. I don't know. Do you and know then, how to say it, Josh? And then Chanel. I Shannon did at one Rip point, but Rip I do not still, currently still know. Um. <laughs> But she, anyway, she said, I haven't touched Animal Crossing since Thanksgiving and and had been a few months before that. Yes, I put mine down for a long time, but I'm glad that I picked it back up. And it's honestly, it's a game that you can put down and pick up whenever. And that's what's really fun to me about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and she also said, I heard the Stardew Valley update should be live on consoles today. That's really good to hear because I just redownloaded so it. Good. I just redownloaded yeah, it. So, um, Yeah. That's really all. And let's move into our news. We have a lot of news to talk about. Jerica. Did you guys hear hear about Kirkland's? They're making a video game. What? <laughs> Did somebody say that? It's all about potpourri and pillows. What? I'm just I'm just kidding. Shannon's here in the chat, so oh I knew she would enjoy that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we have an inside Kirkland's joke. So Kirkland, you should sponsor us. We talk about your potpourri and pillows and stuff forever. What if oh you got gosh. a sponsorship? Let's go. Sponsored Let's go. I'd, by I'd, Kirkland's. I'd put all their stuff in behind me. Like a, you'll see like some candle a casual, holders, like an ottoman. Casual placement. These bookshelves are by Kirkland's. You yeah. can get them with our 50% yeah. off code JK Games. Just kidding. Don't do that. Oh, I have something else to mention before we dive in the news. Yes. <clears throat> Kayla, I didn't know you were getting ready for the Olympics. Oh, 
Yeah. We have a professional figure skater here, ice skating. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Like, I didn't know this was a talent, and I just okay, I just saw on Instagram she's Interesting. skating on some ice, and I'm like, how how is she my my host? We're talking and like I don't even know like like a triple lutz or like we're just like some skating around. <laughs> Where's so I'm flabbergasted, okay. Kayla. So I don't know why this hasn't come up or why I haven't talked about it yet, but I decided to randomly commit to a new hobby, and I have a lot of hobbies, so this is. Josh, yeah, you know, I, Josh has yeah, a lot I, get, of I get it. I gotcha. So me and my best friend, <laughs> you know, I, I played sports a lot growing up and I always had like something I was doing, like as far as physical activity goes. And so recently, obviously pandemic is a thing that has contributed to it as well. Um, I haven't really had anything to like pour into like a physical activity besides like I go to the gym every once in a while. Um, but I really wanted to like learn something new. And so I started taking figure skating lessons <laughs> here That's locally. That's so freaking cool, um, man. And it's really nice because they, they're, thankfully they're really serious about like COVID procedures. Everybody wears a mask and it's actually really easily, easy to socially distance when you're on ice because nobody wants to be near each other anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you don't want to mess people up. We're not like paraskating, cool. holding each other or anything like that. But well, your moves were Thanks. on fire, it's, and I was like, she's probably she's been doing this her whole life. Like she's just she hasn't told us about it. It's been a really fun. No, I've never done it. That's the thing. It was very intimidating. Um, you know, I'm still young, but this is a thing that people start when they're very young, like like toddler age. Typically, people figure skating start when they're like babies. Under I've 10. seen a baby. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen babies skating. <laughs> so on when ice, I was growing you know? up, I got like. There's this craze, you know, in Hawaii. We only have like one ice skating rink because it's Hawaii. I'm sure, like yeah, ice, yeah. You know. But uh, Christy Yamaguchi, the Olympic skater, is from like my hometown, actually. Yeah. That's and so, so when cool. she made it to the Olympics and was like famous, there was like an ice skating craze, like you know, in Hawaii, like all <laughs> like it was like packed out. Like if you want to go to the ice rink, it was like everyone's trying to be like the next Christy Yamaguchi. So wow, pretty funny. That's cool. But I'm not uh, that great. Yeah. Oh, but. I'm not that great either. I, I, you know, yeah, so I started. No, you're pretty good. I Thanks. saw it. I decided it good. to start at age uh, 23. And uh, it hurts. Let's go. It hurts my body, but it's really fun. Call me out, Jerrica. You, you kind of have that, like, shorter build that, like, a lot of the gymnasts slash ice skaters have, you know? I guess it's the lower center of gravity that, like, helps when you, like, do the, the spins. I just started doing spins, and I have heard that that's helpful, but I still am struggling. But <laughs> I've just started <laughs> to learn, so. Um, in other news, speaking of new things, we have some yeah, new... Yeah, we have some big news today, okay? We got Didn't some expect this. new actors and act Not new, but our new announcements. I would love, Jerrica, for you to take the honor of leading us through this. Do you want to start with this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's start with the big stuff. And I I can't wait to hear uh, what you guys think about it. So as you know, Last of Us, uh, the one of the best video games ever made, um, is being uh, adapted for television through with HBO, um, Chernobyl, creator, director, somebody important is involved. Of course, Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dogs involved with the story, which is pretty exciting. All we know is that it's going to be sort of a retelling of the first video game. Um, but they've already hinted at a lot more story elements that, you know, that weren't on, in the game. So I'm so excited about that. But it's such a great story. It's also a great video game. But the story is just what like really sets it apart from any other video game. And I'm so excited for the show to come to HBO. And so everybody, not just gamers, can experience the story. 
I've all, I've been speculating like I bet this year we get the casting. Maybe this year we get the casting. Maybe they wait around like I was thinking maybe like Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, like around that time to hear like the announcement. But no, guess what? We we know who's going to be Joey. Or, did I say Joey? Joey. <laughs> Joey. 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 Who's going to be Joey? We now know who's going to be uh, Joe, uh, Joel and Ellie. I don't know why I keep trying to call him Joey. Um, Joey. Oh, you're combining the names. That's what it is. That's what I'm doing. That's, I may just do that anyways, Joey. Joel and Ellie, we know who they're going to be. Um, so The Last of Us HBO series cast Pedro Pascal as Joel in Game of Thrones breakout Bella Ramsey as Ellie. So, Game of Thrones people in the his house uh, in the world of uh, the Last of Us. What do you What do you guys think about uh, the casting for Joel and Ellie? So, what's funny Joey. is like I immediately knew it was going to happen. Which is, no matter who they cast, it can be any single person. There's going to be like this whole group of people just like raging, like upset, because yeah. for some reason this game is like very divisive. The whole everything surrounding this game is just like so much drama and divisiveness. People can't just like enjoy something. And so, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so of course, yeah. as soon as Preach. the casting comes Preach, out, Josh. everyone's just like, you know, not everyone, but like that group is just like, oh, it's so dumb or whatever. But honestly, like. Especially the gamer community. Yeah, I knew you know, that, you know no, gamers. No, there, there was not going to be Gosh. a right choice to the gamers. The People thing is, like, you just, it doesn't matter what they look like so much. They're digital characters anyway. Like, it doesn't really matter. What matters is, like, the people you got are in the director's view, going to be able to portray what the message they're trying to say that, that they like, you know, are able to act basically. Right. I mean, that sounds obvious, but sometimes shows don't have good actors yeah. from what I've seen of these, this casting choice. I think that it's a very strong point. I think, I think, uh, you know, I could, I can see it, you know, I can see the drama. I can see the emotion. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's good. I think it'll be the good. Um, I'm hoping, you know, I have faith that Neil doesn't just want to like do a carbon copy of the game and like make it a show. I think that Neil's going to want to explore ideas that maybe weren't like explored in the in the game. And to be honest, if you look at the game, if you just cut out like a lot of the gameplay elements and and it's a good story, but it's it's pretty short if you just like put the story mm-hmm. back to back. Mm-hmm. And so really to have like however many parts of a mini series or show, um, you're going to have to flesh it out more anyway. So I think by having casting where you know these characters are going to have to i know everyone says like oh last of us like such great acting such great performances and it is but when you have a show it's even different it's even like more important obviously the acting like you're focusing so much on these characters they're going to have to really Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna have to be strong acting so yeah um i have a very positive optimistic view of it i agree i i'm the exact same way i i personally love pedro pascal um, and everything that I've seen him do. Um, I don't, I watched Game of Thrones and I don't remember the actress. Do you, can you tell me who she played in Game of Thrones? I think it was it Lady Mormont. Um, she oh. was sort of like, I can't remember like all the lore behind her, or the, the backstory, but she was pretty much like, I've already, for, I haven't watched Game of Thrones in forever, but she was like this little, uh, like queen, like she was like a head of like head of their army, their whole city, town, castle, whatever. And like, there's a scene where she gets pretty like, oh yes, like she yes. is fighting to the death. She, I remember, she's gonna do. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, she is gonna uh, try to kill this thing. And yep, that's her. Yeah. Um, 
and that scene was really good. And I even went up and I, I've started like looking up if she's been in a lot of stuff and she's been in a few things, but I actually found like her YouTube channel and the girl plays guitar. So I'm already sold. So I thought that was pretty cool. And she <laughs> well, sings. that's funny. And the, the like, other thing is like a lot of people, at least the reactionary people, they're like, oh, you know, this person, not a good fit, not a good fit. But it's like, you don't, you haven't seen like the behind the scenes, like casting decision, decisions. We don't know yeah. specifically like how these people were cast. I mean, typically, you know, and I don't know that this would happen, but typically they would, you know, approach their agent or whatever, or get them to read, mm-hmm. you know, either lines from it or, or some dummy lines. And so it's likely that whoever was casting for the show, and I'm sure Neil was involved, has seen performances that, you know, we haven't seen. It's not like he just sees them like, oh, just get this person, get this yeah. person. He's probably <laughs> seen performances specifically, you know, read for these roles and mm-hmm. by lots of different actors, I'm sure. And, and they've decided that, you know, the chemistry that these two might have together or whatever, you know, everything is just going to mesh. That's what I I imagine. I'm very excited. I'm ready to see the rest of the casting. Um, I'm glad that they gave us this, but I'm very curious of like, who's going to play Dina? Who's going to play like Abby? Who's going to play all of them? I'm very excited. Well, we, I wonder though, because like me and Audrey were talking about this. So I'm sure they will bleed into the second game. The only thing oh, that's I don't, true, yeah. I was, the only thing I'm wondering about, because like, how many seasons could this be? Yeah. Like, I was when I was texting the other night. I'm like, they could literally take multiple episodes yeah. just with remember, Joel and uh, his embarrassingly, I can't remember her Ellie. name. Who Joel's with at the in the first game? Tess. Yeah, yeah. Tess. Like I could see yeah. maybe some more of that backstory where they're like mm-hmm. hardcore mer- mercenaries and stuff. You know. I want it. I want to know what Joel was up to before, like maybe like shortly after the the events of the first game, like before he got to, you know, it, it it does like a jump, like a time jump, like twenty or thirty years for Joel. So I'd like to see what he was up to in that time frame would be really neat. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure at some point they get to the get to part two of the story. That's what I was- uh, may just be. Four seasons in, who knows? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. By the time the third game is coming out, hopefully, that'd be awesome. I totally didn't even think about, like, if that there they is a third game. do that. I don't know why I automatically was like, yeah, that's that's what they're gonna, that's what's happening. I guess because it's more fresh on my brain, but that was It that is, was funny. yeah. Um, any other thoughts on I'm that? I'm ready. We didn't really get Let's anything go. else. I'm all in. That's all we got, right? It was just them. That's all we got. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I, I'm really surprised we got it so soon. I, I did. I was not expecting that. Um so it's gonna be cool. I, I'm I'm sure we get some kind of teaser, or like new little trailer or something for it, um, a lot sooner than we expect. But who knows with COVID and everything? But I know things are starting to get a little bit better. I think more things are getting filmed. I don't know. I'm not in that business, but I feel like more content's getting made um, now that the vaccine's coming out. So maybe we'll see more of this uh, show sooner than we think. All right. Well, the next piece we have, I don't know much about this. So Jerica, you might have to take this away too. But Jerica sent me this that I thought was super interesting. uh, A tweet by Jeff Keighley. Um, Epic Games has announced MetaHuman Creator, a browser-based app to create stunning digital humans in less than an hour using Unreal Engine. And it looks creepy. It's unsettling how realistic it looks. So (laughs) Josh, have you seen this? Yeah, if you haven't seen it. Yes, I definitely have seen that. Oh, wow. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, you probably can find it on YouTube. I know Jeff Keeley um, was tweeting about it if you follow him on Twitter. But it looked really cool. And just like, I'll read from the website. Um, 
we're not game designers, but if you are, I mean, well, technically Josh is, so maybe this can help you make a game, Josh. Um, <laughs> bringing compelling real-time digital humans to life is incredibly challenging and time-consuming. It can take months of re- research, uh, costly scanning equipment, and an army of tech artists. What if we could make the process simpler, faster, and scannable, or scalable without compromising quality? We're excited to share a sneak peek of MetaHuman Creator, a tool that will empower anyone to create uh, photorealistic digital humans fully rigged and complete with hair and clothing in a matter of minutes. And if you watch some of the videos, like it's insane. The the level of detail is really insane. It is a little freaky. But I don't know. What, what do yeah, you think about it, wild, Josh? Yeah, it's pretty wild to think that... You know, I think of back to like 2001, Final Fantasy, the movie was coming out and this was like, you know, had some like one of the first feature film, like photorealistic computer generated characters. And it just took them so long to do so much money, uh, these huge server farms to like render each frame one by one. And now you can just do it in a web browser, like in real time. Like it's pretty crazy, like the, the tech jump from like. 20 years ago to now, right? Whoa, Almost exactly. Yeah. yeah, 20 years ago, exactly. Well, and so um, <laughs> it's just like when you see some of this stuff, sometimes you see this stuff and it's like, oh, this is too hard to believe. Like, you know, it's not going to look like that. But we're really getting to that point where it, it is going to start to look like that. Um, of course, one thing to keep in mind is like when you're making such a photorealistic character like that, and it is, it's pretty uncanny how, how you can get it to look in this tool. Um, that's, you know, once you put something in a game, some of the, you know, uh, the processor and and different things have to go towards rendering other things, doing physics on, you know, math physics and all this stuff. So like, you know, what you end up in, in a gameplay scenario is usually like a lower, what they say, lower cost version. Cause it, it, you know, doesn't cost as much CPU to, to run, but you know, over time, you know, next what, five, 10 years, I mean, you'll probably see something like that, like in real time in a game. So it's kind of crazy how easy and creation tools keep getting easier and easier, um, which is always good just to make the tools, you know, more accessible to people. Even, you know, you mentioned like, yeah, I'm making a game. It's 2D. It's not like quite that complex, but just to give more people tools to be able to participate in game development, I think is, you know, uh, it's getting easier and easier to do 3d stuff like that, whether you're using virtual reality to do motion capture or, you know, something like this is pretty cool. The f- a game that comes to my mind that may be taking advantage of so- a similar technology is Hellblade. I don't know if you guys have seen like behind the scenes of how they um, captured the actress and it, it looked really cool too, but it looked like they didn't have to do, I know it's a lot of work, but not as much work as, it would normally Similar with take like to uh, get... Kojima and Death yeah. Stranding, right? Just kind of do yeah. like a body scan. But he has a very expensive rig, but it's similar where they're not like necessarily painting someone. They're just kind of taking a photo and putting that in. It's pretty neat. Well, we're about to... I was thinking when you were talking about that, about how far we've come, uh, we're about to scoot into our expert mode where we're going to talk about the N64 <laughs> and thinking about... Let's go back in time. <laughs> let's do <laughs> a about, rewind, let's... baby. <laughs> let's go back. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about in 64 i would i really want to hear about i know jerica you've told me you spent a lot of time playing this console is that right yes i i do have very fond memories of my nintendo 64 it was like the first nintendo console that i got after the i didn't have a super nintendo i had just the regular nintendo and like only played the games that my mom got me (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, the N64 was like, besides my PlayStation, I played the N64 like hardcore. Um, a lot of good games on it. Well, uh, a couple of fun facts before we move into, I really want to hear what you guys have to say about it. And, like what, what games you guys remember like playing about it. Do you remember getting it? Like what that kind of looked like? Um, it launched on September 29th in the U.S. in 1996. Um, just for reference and why I'm not... I know people my age have also played it. For some reason, it's still... It get, How old was I in 96? It, Let's it see. skipped me still. I don't know why exactly, because I have... I've You know, I played an Atari also before. I mean, it's not necessarily that it was before... It was a year before I was born. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I, I don't have any experience with it. Besides, I, I have a vague memory of playing uh mario kart was mario kart on here yeah yes yeah. which one was that do you know mario kart 64 mario kart, si mario kart 64 yeah. okay 64 games are easy because normally that, it just it's followed by 64 that makes a lot of sense but i cheat, i'm pretty cheat. sure i played that with my cousins on theirs but i never actually owned one so i don't have yeah. much experience to go off of um but i didn't know much about the history either so i looked up and read a little bit about it um, and I saw that it launched with Pilot Wing 64 <laughs> and Mario 64, of course. Um, and then as of September of 2020, it sold, it had sold 32.9 mil million units across the world, which is pretty crazy. Um, including over two, 20 million of those units are in North America. So I thought that was a pretty interesting. Uh, I, I don't remember how much was it when it came out? Because obviously my mom bought it, was it for expensive. me. It was like um, It was, it was around two to three hundred dollars i think it was about two or two fifty wow. but in 96 money you know that was like four yeah. or five hundred dollars almost um maybe not quite double but you know it was expensive shout out in the chat i'm not trying to make you guys feel old i was just trying to let you know why i'm not going to be talking about it much <laughs> <laughs> i'm just giving my my personal references well not. this came out in yeah 96 um i was born in 85 so i was 11 so this is like prime like i was full into like full-on video game like mode like just like obsessed right and so um at the time really like growing up you know my parents didn't have like tons of money especially to spend on like video games <laughs> so um like when i had the original nintendo the super nintendo i mostly like i either got them like later uh like Or um, I just borrowed a lot of games from people. I would get like one game for a birthday, one for Christmas, and then I'd use Blockbuster a lot, right? So when the N64 came out, it was a similar scenario where it came out in September. Um, I have so many memories of this because I convinced my uh, parents to drive me to the other side of uh, Oahu where I grew up. And uh, the Toys R Us had the demo, you know, in the in the Toys R oh, Us where you could so play cool. it. And so, like, I I specifically remember going there, and there was a putt putt golf course next to it. And I got to do that after, so it was like the perfect day, right? Aww. But uh, <laughs> I remember going to Toys R Us and and, play, and playing Mario 64 for the first time. Uh, it was just like incredible because like you know 3D with a 3D controller and stuff. Um, but I had to wait till Christmas to get mine. Because that's just my parents are like that. Well, you get it on Christmas. They weren't like the, we'll just buy it for you. This counts as your Christmas I'm, present. Yeah, you know? my parents are the same way. Yeah. So it came <laughs> out in sense. September, but I had to wait till Christmas to get it. And it was still like really hard to get too. So I didn't even know for sure if they'd be able to find it. They didn't but do a um, <laughs> I was like so obsessed. And, you know, I would get all the magazines and like just spend all day like researching it. And this is like, we didn't really have like home internet or anything. And, um, <laughs> uh, one of my neighbors down the street got it uh i won't say his full name but steven and he got it down the street 
and I said, I, uh, uh, you know, I went with some of my friends down there and it was like, there was like, uh, probably like 10 or 15 boys my age, like 11 or 12 year olds in there all crowd around this TV playing Mario 64, a single player game, but everyone's just like taking turns or just watching. Cause this is just like mind blowing. Like, this is crazy that like Mario's in 3d now and ended up, I, I ran back home. And I'm like, Hey, I'm staying at uh, Steve's house tonight. And he's like, and he's like, what? <laughs> my parents are like, what? And like, yeah, he's like, he's got the N64. Uh, I'm just staying there tonight. And, he, and he's like, how many people are over there? I was like, I don't know, like a lot, like 15 or 20. <laughs> and, and he was like, is Steve's parents okay with this? And I'm like, I don't know, probably. His parents were just like, the chill, like they don't care like about what's going on or whatever. So my parents actually called his parents and they were like, oh, they're like, I don't, that's fine. Like whatever Steve's doing, like whatever, we don't care. And then all I remember is that night, Steve fell asleep and then some of his other friends put like icy hot like on his upper lip. You know, I don't know. And then he got really mad. Anyway, Steve got really so mad. Sorry, Steve. Uh, oh, and and so his parents sad. were uh, Buddhist, and and some people put soda cans in their little shrine. He got really mad about that too. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> anyway, th- so that was uh, memories, my early yeah. in sixty four memories. But um, <laughs> uh, it's just a great console. A lot of good memories. The games were really expensive. Um, Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time when it came out was ninety dollars. I remember Whoa. very specifically. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and so it was like it was a big deal to get even a single game. You know. Um, huh. Yeah, it was seventy. Uh, it might have been seventy nine. It was eighty or ninety. Either way, it was games would fluctuate in price. Um, you know, the standard game was around fifty, but sometimes they'd be sixty or seventy or eighty dollars. People would freak out if a game was uh, eighty bucks, ninety bucks. Well, we're getting there days. again. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, um, I looked it up. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I looked it up, and the console uh, at launch was two hundred dollars, one ninety nine. Yeah. Which is it says equivalent to twenty nineteen, it'd be like three hundred and twenty six yeah, dollars. Yeah. So, so not, not much has changed there. Yeah. yeah consoles are all all of them have been expensive. But uh what, but, what a lot what, of good what, memories. What games stick out most to you, Josh, when you think about your time playing? So uh Mario sixty four for sure, just because yeah. like, you know, just it was it was revolutionary. It's hard to even explain. Because uh, we don't we don't have a similar jump from that 2D to 3D because now it's just like everything the graphics get better or whatever um, it's hard to like have a like an analogy to that yeah maybe even like two like 3D to virtual reality or something I don't yeah, really know that, but that's, but that's a you know one, like you know it was just it's crazy so like playing Goldeneye obviously Goldeneye 64 a lot of people reference that if you go back and play that now it's a little bit hard to play because it was one of the first kind of multiplayer first person shooters like that there's lots of other shooters but just with that kind of multiplayer competitiveness um, man we just played that like all day every day I would go to my friend's house we just played all day That's awesome. Um, Smash <laughs> Brothers of course the first one Mario Kart like you mentioned Mario Kart 64 Mm-hmm. And then Banjo Kazooie, which came out a little later, but that's still one of my favorite 3D platformer games to this day. Um, and and I mentioned like I had a fun story about that when you said we were going to talk about N64. <laughs> um, recently, this week, some Banjo Kazooie uh, development kind of news came out. Um, what happened with Banjo? Because have either of you played Banjo Kazooie? Yes, also one of my favorite games. I haven't, but I've seen. I've se- I know what it is. I've never played um, it. You can get it on the Xbox console on, on the arcade. Uh, they, they, once Microsoft bought Rare, they put Banjo-Kazooie on the Xbox. But, um, you know, it's kind of like Mario 64. You control 
uh, this bear named Banjo, and he has this bird in his <laughs> backpack called Kazooie. And you just go through the different 3D levels, and you unlock different moves and um, different levels, and it's it's really fun, and the music's really good. And um, what happened is uh, that game is what basically got me into like internet forum culture and like, <laughs> like gamer culture, I guess, in a weird way. That's awesome. Because cool. my dad, around the time Banjo Kazooie came out. Um, his internet uh, internet started to become more common like in households and his his business his company had he was a graphic designer his company had uh, internet access and so I went to his uh, uh, work with him and he was showing me how like you know I could get game genie codes off the internet or something and he showed me Nintendo's website and they have like little forums and he made me a forum account Aww. and he made he just put his picked a screen name he put king kong and so for like a long time i just on the internet i would go as king kong or, or kong because that's just like my dad just made up some forum name mm-hmm. for me like in 1997 you know mm-hmm. and so um that's kind of was my screen name for a long time but um um in in the banjo kazooie game when you beat it they hint that there's these objects like one was this ice key and you could in the game you could find it behind this uh ice wall you could see this key floating there this huge key made of ice floating in there and um at the end of the game they're like yeah maybe uh if you play the sequel banjo tooie uh you can get this ice key somehow and so um like i joined this nintendo forum and forever we tried to figure out how to get this ice key and we would use game sharks to make up codes to see if we could like go through the wall or like do different things and so every day i was on this nintendo forum just trying to like crack the code to this ice key and like figure out how to get this ice key that they you know don't want you to get well um it came out later that the reason why you couldn't get it is there was a cut feature that was called stop and swap that um rare had developed that uh nintendo told them they couldn't do basically and the idea was you'd have your banjo kazooie cartridge in the n64 or banjo tooie and you'd be playing the sequel and it would you'd get some kind of item or something in banjo tooie and it would say okay now switch to banjo kazooie and you'd pull the cartridge out while the console was still on and then put the other game in while it was still on and it would unlock something in that game and they patented that the so this this week, though, more information came out because uh, the guy who patented that for Rare, he still works at Rare. He works on, like, Sea of Thieves and stuff. So it's pretty cool, like, he's been working at that company this long. But he was interviewed in a podcast about it recently, and, and he had tweeted um, that something was bothering him about his response because, like, it was 20 years ago and he forgot some stuff. And while Rare's office has been closed for COVID, but they've been remodeling, so he had to go back to his office to clean out some stuff. And one of his boxes fell open while he was carrying it, and this email from nintendo fell out from like the 90s and it was regarding this feature stop and swap and it was he posted on twitter this letter he posted the letter from nintendo where they said that he couldn't do it and it it was just very interesting because it talked about how like r&d was concerned that it could like mess up users games or the console like damage it and and to ask Mm -hmm. them next time before they like it was kind of like passive aggressive it was like hey before you do any features like this in the future you need to get approved by us or whatever yeah but according (laughs) to him he says he he didn't actually cut the feature in banjo kazooie allegedly it still um does like the ram check when you boot it to Hmm. check for the other games because he said the intention was that there'd be a six game loop from six different games that Rare made where you would keep swapping them and eventually lead back to the first game and unlock some like crazy thing. 
That's so freaking cool. Yeah, I just thought that's that was like so a innovative. Kojima level stuff makes me think yeah. of like things that Kojima does, and I I love it. I wish. I it was just interesting reading that story like, this cool week because it. it took me back to those like early internet days, like my first experiences on internet forums where like me and other people were just trying to figure out this mystery, you know, and uh, it just kind of got solved this week. That's 20 such years a good later. memory. I love that. I loved hearing about that. In 64 is like perfect great. timing for this episode too. Mm-hmm. I know when she said like, like you want to be, be on and we might talk about N64 I was like oh yeah yes I have he's like <laughs> he was like I have the perfect obscure bit of news random like little random side note real quick okay one time uh, uh, I was traveling for work and uh, I got like a, a work roommate that you know a stranger and you know sometimes you're like oh no like you know you're having a roommate with some stranger it's kind of weird and then this person tells me they collect N64 controllers I was like how that even happen? We're gonna be friends. <laughs> and so they, they like had this collection of like every like N sixty four controller that had been That's like amazing. released. Really funny. That is awesome. What are the odds? Um, so niche collecting. Like, there's some. Man. I feel like there's a collector for everything that you can imagine out there. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, Jerick, I'd love to hear about about your early experience with N sixty four. I'm really trying to, th- I was trying to think, like, when Josh was talking about, like, he got his for Christmas, I was like, I don't remember when I got I mean, it's got been a long time. <laughs> 64. It, ha- it had to have been Christmas, too, because my parents were like that also mm-hmm. when I was super young until I could start saving my own money. Um, like, I, it was always Christmas when I got them, so I had, I had my PlayStation, um, I know I had that at the same. I don't. I can't remember. Did we have we had a PlayStation episode? Did we do that? We did Kayla? PlayStation Four. Um, I don't remember when the original PlayStation came out, but I feel like I had it with my N64. I'll look it up. While you talk. It was around the same time. It was close. Or maybe it was the PlayStation Two. No. Hold on. I'm PlayStation a Two is two thousand. Uh okay. yes, original PlayStation was December third, nineteen ninety four. So I had my PlayStation. I had that like the year it came out. My parents got me that for Christmas. Um, so I remember, I, I assume I got in, an N64 for Christmas too at some point. And I don't remember like it being like my go-to console because I was such a Sony kid. Like I love my PlayStation. Um, and But I do remember like what got me into it was like, seeing the the mario games like in toys r us like i remember seeing that and i'll be like i want because that's the story i want i want mario six i want this game it looks so cool i can walk around the character i've never seen anything like on this level Mm -hmm. it's insanely cool um my my kid brain was like "Ooh, that's neat i want to swim in the water um But <laughs> that was that was probably what sold me on it. And I told, and I'm sure I told my mom like that's what I wanted. But of course, I never got really like any Mario games for my N64. Like I, I, I would always tell my mom like, I want this Mario game, and she just never bought them, and I don't <laughs> understand why. So um, I didn't do a lot of like I didn't play Mario 64. I never owned it for the in, the Nintendo 64. Oddly enough, but I played it at like a friend's house. Um, but the games I played were so random, like Pilot Wings. You mentioned that was a launch title. Yeah. Like I played the heck out of Pilot it's Wings because, like, it's a little janky, note, but like, the music so it good. is janky. Yeah, the music was so good, and like I don't know, it was just a fun, relaxing game, and it was like had these challenges with like different like uh, airplanes, and like I remember there's like a hang glider, I believe, and like it's a little side note, like another one, one of my like 
sort of things I want to learn to do is fly a plane one day because I love aviation. I really want to fly. I can see you doing that all day. I'd like to do that in on my uh, downtime, just be able to fly myself and somebody else around. Let's go to Japan one day. Um, Let's. I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) It's a long. That would need a big plane. I I could do that. but no, like I've always been into flying and like whenever I saw like when as a kid, I remember like I know this goes back to like Sega days. Don't kill me, Josh. I'm talking about my Sega. I'd play Sonic the Hedgehog and I remember the day I like discovered that Tails um, could fly. I think it was Sonic 3 maybe like Tails could fly in that game. It was I discovered it by accident and I'm I since that day I've, I was always fascinated with flight and video games. Like if a character could fly, it was like mind blowing to me. Like how, <laughs> how did they do that? I didn't know they could do that. That's awesome. Um, so when I, so when I saw pilot wings, I'm like, I am so in and I played that game a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, I remember when Donkey Kong 64 came out, I was all into that because you could play as like different characters, and I love the intro. Yeah, that's a good game. Um, song. It's, it's, it's another rare game. Little. That's they plan to link yeah. banjo games to that game too, with the stop and swap. <sighs> I rare games are great. I, I love their characters and like the the gameplay and like how they design stuff is really good. I was really attracted to that, and I played that game a lot. Um, Diddy Kong Racing was also a game I played a whole lot because it had an airplane mode where you could race you could fly, airplanes. Yeah. I love Told that you, game. A weird, like a weird kid, like into flying video games. And, like, why was, would like, you not be the airplane? Because you can just fly over everything. Yeah, you could fly everywhere. I love I that never game. Get in the you know what my favorite <laughs> thing about that game is? Is that there's like that hub world, so it's like yeah, you, you can, can just drive around and explore. It's not in a race. You're just like in a go-kart exploring and then you would like drive into the levels i love that it's so cool like little jerica brain what she did with this game was like create her own stories inside of diddy kong racing that's what yeah, i did like i, I made my it. own like storyline and like i love stuff up and explored the world like i was like an explorer it it was really cool i'm glad you mentioned that josh i'm glad you know what i'm talking about with that um it was so cool uh, and then um of course banjo kazooie yeah. um and josh talked about it a lot so i won't get dive into too deep but i just like the characters and the witch was just really stupid funny and i liked it um the humor is just quirky to me and i always got into it um uh finally and you've heard me talk about this before but space station silicon valley is like my number one game. when i heard you mention that before i like don't (laughs) even hardly know anyone else who's played that i was like oh my gosh jerica's played that It's like the most obscure game, but I remember being like in a movie gallery or somewhere. Movie gallery. Um, me to, yeah. My mom was taking me somewhere to like rent a game and it was my game for the weekend. And my mom was always just like, you pick weird stuff. Like I always <laughs> pick the weirdest looking thing. And I just saw the cover and it looked, it looked cool. I saw animals and I liked animals and I'm like, robots, great. I want this. And I just played the heck, like the, it's just every level is something new and it's a challenge and like you can literally take control of like any kind of creatures and guess what when i finally saw like these flying penguin flying. rabbit things i was like i have to take control of that because i want to fly around this map like that was like my end goal i feel like as a kid is fly find a way to fly around the map in any video game so like it was just cool because you can just take control of like any kind of creature and like traverse the world as that creature. And it was just What's so cool, cool is that game is very obscure, but um, yeah, you're like a little microchip and you could yeah. jump out of your animal and, and go into like a different animal and you'd have 
that animal's abilities. What's interesting, it was made by, I think their name's DNA, but it's basically the team who did like the original Grand Theft Auto, like the first two, I think. So random. And so like, you can kind of see the correlation of like getting out of the cars and going to Car, the cars. And, yeah. yeah. It's kind of similar. And hijacking. Uh, yeah. You know, just taking their money. Um, I'm still looking for like an unopened, like new inbox version. They're not, it's not too expensive. I'm going to buy that one day and just put it on the shelf. Uh, we had a couple of comments in the chat. Uh, Josh Ellis, zero. Zero seven. Um, my first double oh seven. Double oh seven. I don't know why I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, said yeah. his first game on it was WrestleMania two thousand. In sixty four, good wrestling games. Uh, <laughs> WCW versus NWO Revenge, so good. Um, and then uh, my mom uh, is in the chat. Fancy Nancy seventy four. Uh, she said. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Y'all, I played ping pong, or I played pong on my dad's slide projector." <laughs> that's pretty cool that's impressive that's impressive uh, i would try that and out. then uh josh also said i worked at a movie gallery in college just for the free rentals um and i totally would understand that my girlfriend also worked at a movie gallery for a while i did not know that guess i've oh. got fun stories to share about that one that was I- interesting oh i have another game i thought okay. about um also revolutionary to me um of course i can go in and for talk about pokemon snap forever because i have such fond memories of also going to blockbuster and getting that and play with my friend all day but also um pokemon stadium yo i played the heck out of pokemon stadium that was like my that's all i really played for a long time and it was really because the controller had an adapter where you could put your Game Boy cartridges into and pull your Pokemon from your Nintendo or your Game Boy, your Game Boy Color or whatever, and put them into a 3D world for the first time with your N64. It like it really was like the first time that Pokemon to some extent was like in a 3D space. And when that happened, my mind was blown. Yeah, blown. That, exactly what you said. It was, I think, the first time that they were seen in 3D. <laughs> That's awesome. It was so freaking cool. And like you could play your Game Boy games like on the TV screen through that controller adapter, like through the N64. If you wanted to make it like big screen, it was so dope. That's awesome. Well, I could go on. uh, I'm going down memory lane. I'm just remembering some stuff. I'm like, oh, that was awesome. I think my last question was like, um, you know, you both were young at the time, but like, would you consider like, was it a successful launch? Like you said, it was really hard to get a hold of. Right, Josh, or was it kind of like? Uh, um, it was, it was hard to get a hold of. Like, I guess, like any console is really like honestly, pretty much any console that's ever came out has been kind of hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting, you say those numbers, and and obviously thirty million or whatever, it's it's a lot, but by today's numbers, it actually looks low. But that's just because the industry itself has grown. Yeah. So. Like, if you compare it to, like, other stuff at the time, it was fairly successful. Um, one thing that I guess we should mention, especially if you didn't grow up in that time, is that there was some problems um, and some contentious stuff with it because, essentially, you had the Super Nintendo, and Sony um, was working directly with Nintendo to create a CD mm-hmm. add-on for the Super Nintendo. And eventually, Nintendo dropped out of that, and Sony kind of took what they developed for Nintendo and created the PlayStation, Hmm. right? And so at that point, Nintendo had a decision to make, which was, uh, do we continue to, um, you know, try to make a CD version of our own? Or do we, you know, do do our next console as cartridges? And PlayStation was starting to pick up steam. Like you mentioned, it came out two two years before the N64. And 
uh, Nintendo was being tight-lipped about which way they were going to go. And um, the president of Nintendo at the time, uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi, um, he uh, basically made a decision to do cartridge. And it's kind of a decision that haunted Nintendo for a while because a lot of their third-party developers dropped them. So Final Fantasy VII was supposed to come out on the N64. Hmm. Um, they even showed prototypes of some of the characters and stuff uh, originally but as soon as Nintendo made the decision to go cartridge versus CD Square said uh, you know what no thanks it's, it's going to be too expensive for us to do this on a cartridge there's not enough room what we want to do it's just not going to fit we're going to switch to Sony basically and so honestly a lot of people say that that decision to go cartridge is kind of what gave Sony a foothold into the video game market um, you might not have you know PlayStation 4 today without that decision. Hmm. So at the time, um, it came out and it was revolutionary. It sold really well, Mario 64. But to be honest, it dropped off pretty fast hmm. because a lot of the third-party developers just didn't want to deal with it and saw cheaper production making stuff for PlayStation. And so it got to the point near the end of the N64 life cycle where basically the only people making games was Nintendo and you'd have to wait like there'd be long periods of like nothing to play basically. So that's another reason you hear people say, oh, I put, you know, 500 hours on GoldenEye or something. It's because they're like, there wasn't like new (laughs) games coming out hardly. Um, And so like trying to really, without looking up, like what were the N64 games I played and like those were the ones that came to mind. I really couldn't think of anything else. So a lot of people have a lot of fond memories just because they kind of got stuck with these certain games <laughs> and you just had that and then that's all you played. Um, you know, in the end it worked out, um, but, you know, Nintendo really, GameCube kind of didn't do well for, they, they switched to CD on that, but it was like a weird, you know, it didn't do well for different reasons. <laughs> and so it wasn't until the Wii that really Nintendo was really able to kind of catch up. Um, so my, you know, my mom is in the chat and she said, my dad actually had an N64 and said his favorite, uh, game was Excite Bike 64. Oh, wow. That? That's an interesting, uh, favorite. So <laughs> a lot of people, um, don't like the 3D ones as much. There's actually a couple of 3D Excite Bikes. Um, the original one on the NES is usually like the fan favorite, mm-hmm. but I actually played I the played N64 a in quite a bit. I, I think I rented it multiple times from Blockbuster. I just pulled up stuff. <laughs> um, that actually makes a lot of sense because I, I have a love for, um, is it is it dirt bikes that they're on? Or is it motorcycles? No, it's yeah, dirt it's bikes. Like, yeah, it's like motocross bikes, yeah. or dirt bikes. I am, or, I'm a yeah. fan of any like kind of motocross game. And I wonder if, I didn't even it's know fun. my dad enjoyed those. So that, that makes sense, I guess. Um, one of my favorite ones is, I think it was GameCube, the Freak Style one, I think is what it was called. Freak Style really something, yeah. Yeah, I really liked that one. But that's that's another point. We did do a GameCube episode. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like these episodes because I like hearing about everyone's like experiences and like memories with specific consoles because, you know, even if like it's not necessarily the one you spent the most time on, I feel like a lot of like if I think of a console, I immediately think of like the memories associated with with that console. So I thought that was really nice to hear about you guys' experiences. So the little factoid about uh, Sony working with uh, Nintendo. I remember there was the, does that have anything to do with like that mystery prototype console that was like that? Yeah, made within the, news the last. Well, I think in 2020, um, one of the prototypes of that original like N64 add-on PlayStation was like yeah auctioned off or something it's so bizarre so cool cool details that um 
I didn't know about yeah. Josh always bringing these little bad business of decision. Uh, <laughs> you know, Nintendo, like I think we mentioned last time, they've been around since the 1800s. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, uh, yeah, Mauchi, <laughs> like even through the N64 days, that's like his, like his, he was like the family that kind of ran it for like a hundred something years. Um, and so it wasn't until after him, Iwata took over and Iwata had kind of rose in the ranks from, he was a programmer and went all the way up to CEO, you know, and, you know, obviously it was very sad. He died from, you know, some health complications, but um, he was very well respected in the industry just because like he knew the business side and what the developers kind of faced to and, and understood game design, game development and really the business cool. side of things. So. So you get to see it from the inside out, basically, so which he, is really nice. Well, after Yamauchi left and Iwata took over, you know, he's responsible for the Wii, he's responsible for the Switch, you know, all these, you know, what really launched Nintendo the DS, you know, the stuff that really like launched Nintendo into what it is today. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely am always looking to you for the the inside information on Nintendo. I definitely feel like every time we have an episode together or I hear you talk about it, I learn something new, which is great. <laughs> um, but I think that, did anybody have any last thoughts before we wrap up that they wanted to add? Yes? No. Oh, just thanks for having me on. Yeah. I try not to ramble too much, <laughs> but you know, you give me talking about N64 and I can just keep going. <laughs> well, no, that, that we love to hear you talk. I don't think it's rambling at all. That's why, that's why we asked you to come and we appreciate you coming. Whenever we do a Nintendo episode, we should always have Josh back yes. on here. Yeah. Like, like anything Nintendo said, we expect we you to talk on here. for a, a while. That's why <laughs> that's we asked you. We do. <laughs> that's why we have. Yeah. We like to have Good you sit you're in. paying me by the minute. Yep. Oh, we got (laughs) until we get that Kirkland sponsorship. So maybe then great Kirkland's you hear us. We like you listening. (laughs) Well, thanks to all who watched us live or if you're listening after the fact, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on our social so you can keep updated for when we go live again and we will see you next Mm -hmm. time. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Thanks for the flippity floppy. Thanks.